This is Connor. And this is Paul. This is Darina and Fola. And welcome to Silver Screamers, your genre-kilting, decade-thistling film podcast. Oh god, here we go. That scaffy witch gave me a gammy podcast? Scottish accent I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Paul. <laughs> Would you know I lived in Scotland for a year? <laughs> I remember when we went to visit you in Scotland and we were getting myself and Sarah Corcoran and we were in a taxi. We were sitting in the back and Paul was up front with the taxi driver and the taxi driver was like, it's a murder, And Paul was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And myself and Sarah were in the back going, what the fuck are they talking about? I love how Connor called us visiting when it was actually stalking. <laughs> That's a different story <laughs> for a different podcast. I can understand Scottish, I just can't uh, speak it. But, but, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Last week, we had a guest. This week, you might have heard two voices there sort of <laughs> because it's not just Connor and Paul this week it's also Darina and the youngest ever podcaster I'm going to say this is probably one of the youngest ever podcasters ever mm-hmm. the beautiful Fola yeah the six week six week old Fola six week old Fola yeah she's paving the way already <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we asked our uh, dear friend Darina to join us today so welcome Darina thank you thank you looking forward to us there's uh, one Disney film I will quite happily let Fola watch without me having to interrupt her and tell her that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> don't do that <laughs> we asked you unlike David where we like thrust Fantasia upon him we asked you in advance can you give us two films that you would like us to cover uh, you gave Connor Princess and the Frog and you gave me Brave mm-hmm. and Brave won but as we have done the last few times we've had a guest uh, as a way to kind of get to know Darina uh, we want to ask you about your experience with film Darina so we asked you to tell us a couple of films that you would bring to a desert island yes uh, I think they're actually all Disney related oh okay well oh, that, right, that okay. fits with the, the theme yeah. bar one films I would watch over and over and over again are Kill Runnings oh okay. yeah okay is that Disney it is and you actually gave me that initially I did because I didn't realise it had to be animated yeah. I love Kill Runnings okay. it's a very good film uh, true story Le- true story yes Liz I do like films based on a true story League of Their Own okay baseball Madonna uh, Tom Hanks great film unbelievable film uh, what's your one I don't ever saw that Gina Davis Gina Davis Rosie O'Donnell Rosie O'Donnell oh oh my favourite Tank Girl Laurie Petty yeah she is in it take my word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't now. do actors and actresses names and then I couldn't choose a third it's okay I you have three. So, I have Annie. Oh, very on brand. Loved Annie. I watched yeah. it every day as a child. I have Three Men and a Little Lady and that whole series. I Like, if that was ever on, I could watch it. Tom Selleck? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Richard from Friends with the moustache. Yes. And um, is it Billy Crystal and someone else? Don't be asking When Harry met Sally, Ted, I think oh, it is. Ted yeah. Dan- Danson. <laughs> don't do names guys. okay and free willy even though free i've willy. now learned how bad that film is um i feel very sorry for the orca it is such a good film 
also Laurie Petty. You love Laurie Petty. Is Laurie <laughs> Petty? Laurie Petty is the orca trainer. The the oh, and she's yes. also she in. Is. She's Dotty. Yeah. In League she's, of Thrones, is it Dotty? I the don't little know. sister. Yeah. She's also in Orange Is the New Black. Didn't she? Yeah. Is she watching Orange Is the New Black? She was the one who was a bit crazy. Who um, she used to, when she before she was in prison, she used to give coffee out to everyone, and uh, she'd really oh, type. Oh yes, I love. <laughs> Her. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Oh, I do love Laurie Petty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I just told you what your favorite actress yeah. is. <laughs> um, now I know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, she's in a film called Tanko, which is my the film that I love that everyone else hates. She she plays the, t- the title character. So Cool Runnings, I've never seen that. You've never seen Cool no, Runnings? No, I haven't. Uh, maybe. Um, are you joking? No. Okay, you absolutely have to watch Cool Runnings. I've never seen Cool Runnings. I remember watching that as a kid. Like when I was no, it was one of those films that I, I know all about it. I know. Uh, I, 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 it's just I've never actually watched it. No. Did you grow oh. up in the nineties? <laughs> I mean, yes, because I'm a year older than you, <laughs> and we hung out when we were. But like, how did you go through life when I was seeing Cool Runnings? I don't Runnings? know. It's just a film that that skipped me. But it was John like, Candy was he in it? Your man from Home Alone. Yes. Candy, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he was in it. Yes, no, sorry, was. No. Who? John Candy. Yeah, he was he was in Home Alone. He was the he was in the the van driving her driving Catherine O'Hara back to Yes, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was like I know I know that act. He's in loads of things yeah. around those nineties kind of yeah. guy. I think yeah. he died, didn't he? He did, right. yeah, he had a heart yeah. attack. Oh. That film is a true story about a Jamaican bobsleigh team. Is yes. that right? And why what why is it that film? Oh it's so hilarious. Special? There's this character, I think his name is Sanjay. I haven't watched it in like a year maybe. I, I don't think I, I've ever gone a year without watching it. It's on like every Christmas time. It's, is it a Christmas? I it's guess not Bob a Christmas Slays movie, snow, so. but it's it's yeah. on. It's a film it's people kind watch. of like a family fun movie it's, that yeah. it would be on over Christmas and that. Yeah. And uh, how true to life is it? You know, I wonder. It's a really interesting story. No idea how true to. I know it's based on a true story, but other than I can't that. exactly remember. Like I remember the the premise of it, but I can't exactly remember it scene by scene or anything. Like so that. the main character, I can't remember his name. And one of the there's four guys obviously in the bobsleigh team. Okay, two of them were uh, runners, and they were in, or three of them, three of them were runners, and they they were in a race, and they would have, I think, like they were top three favorite to win to go to the Olympics for yeah, Jamaica yeah. in running, and one guy fi- tripped, and he tripped, he f- the three of them then fell, so then they never got to go compete to go to the Olympics. So their careers and kind of running and Olympics was over. They really want to go to the Olympics. So then one of them came up with this. Then the your man, what did you say his name was again? John Candy. He was a bobsleighing hero who had moved to Jamaica. And then so they came about. They set up this Jamaican bobsleighing team. They had to go get sponsorship. They got laughed out of everywhere. But then eventually they got it and they like practiced in Jamaica like the first time they saw wow. snow or ice was when they went to the Olympics so was it just like on a wooden track or something no like on a hill <laughs> 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 or like a dirt road wow. and then they went to the Olympics and like they used to sit in the bath and practice and there was this character called Sanjay and he carried an egg with him everywhere and like so anytime they had an accident or every time they finished the race Sanjay would would make sure the egg was alive but he'd always say to the other guys he'd be like are you alive man 
and that was it was just I can't explain it it's just a really good film just a a feel good movie I think Fola's trying to interject there and say something she hasn't watched Cool Runnings yet (laughs) she will don't worry (laughs) Christmas is coming (laughs) that's just interesting that's a sports uh, film and then uh, League of Their Own is also a sports film so maybe that type of you like that type of story where there's kind of inspirational it's also based on a true story League of Their Own again a film that I should have but have not seen I don't Uh, think I've seen this now either this is a film you would love. I mean, it's like a LGBT classic. I think like it would come into your top favorite movies like so quickly. Mm. Um, so this is based on when the men went to war and they were going to be without baseball. So they created a women's league to keep the men's <laughs> staying at home entertained with sports. And then they wanted to dissolve it all even though it, was, it got so popular in the end. So anyway, they decided not to dissolve it and the uh, Women's Baseball League was oh, that's created. incredible. Out yeah. of the World War Two, was it? No, I imagine Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are them wars? <laughs> I would... A war. I would guess Vietnam. That would be my guess. Um, yeah. Cool, okay. Um, okay, so there you are films that you love. Yes. The Desert Island films. Yeah. Now, I actually find these ones more interesting what is a film that you love that everyone else seems to hate because I think Cool Runnings and League of the Run they're generally considered great films I'm not sure it's a film people hate but it's a film I'm really embarrassed to admit that I love and it's also a film I think people be like that's not a good film in any shape or form that's exactly what we want Princess Diaries I really love it Anne Hathaway yeah Julie Andrews yeah okay it's against everything I believe in <laughs> <laughs> such a good film <laughs> and I've watched it a lot <laughs> I think I have actually seen it have you seen that film? Uh I think I've seen bits of it I can't exactly remember I remember Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway but I can't really remember what happens a queen is never late everyone else is simply early and I wouldn't say it's against everything I believe in like it still is a definitely wins the Bechamel test or Bechamel test repeat what is a Bechamel Bechamel sauce is what you put in lasagna <laughs> what's it called again Bechtel yeah I have baby brain leave me alone I grew a human <laughs> So it definitely beats us, and it is a mainly female-led cast. Yeah, with like female politicians. Yeah, sort yeah. of <laughs> heads of state, heads of state. Heads of state. Well, it's meant to be. It's a fictional country. Right? Although it's Queen, she's. I think they actually. She is probably. Well, I mean, she's not a politician, but she is the head of state. She actually has control. She has to make decisions. Mm. Like she's not a. She's not like the. It's English a monarchy royal. that they're living in, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's a fictional country, right? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you know the name? Do they have given a name? Oh, or are they just, yeah. I, do, I do know the name. Yeah. And is she like some sort of long lost daughter that she didn't realize she was uh, an heir? So the mother and prince, her Anne Hathaway's mother mm. and prince were together and then they separated and he passed away. And before they, when they had Anne, I think they decided they were going to raise her in a normal life and let her choose when okay, she was okay. old enough. But I just like nobody from his side of the family was ever in contact. So for all Anne knew, she was just the mother of a or a child of a single mother whose father passed away, yeah. knew nothing. And then the grandmother turned up when she was, I think, turning sixteen. To and then she had to be told because she had to choose because there was no one else to pass the monarchy on to. So if she wasn't going to take it, I think it was going to go to this other family who were quite evil. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like every little girl's 
like dream that they're gonna find out someday when they're 15 that they're a princess i would say it's every little girl's uh, dream well like maybe for right or for wrong that would be the dream that's certainly genovia. thrust upon genovia oh, genovia yeah. is the name of the country yeah okay but no okay it's not every little girl's dream but it's it's the little it's the dream that is kind of thrust upon little girls certainly of our era that you know because princesses that was my dream as well I wanted to be a little princess when I grew up because princesses are such a big part of fiction particularly fiction targeted primarily at little girls yes yeah well I thankfully the princesses have changed over the last few years they're better role models yeah though certainly it is still funny that they're still it's important that they're princesses well Moana's not a princess and she's uh, a princess no, she's, she's a like chieftain's a chief, daughter. A chieftain's daughter, okay. She's well, not a princess. She's, but isn't her family royal? Mm. I mean, in I the context, still, royal, I suppose, yeah. uh, royal uh, has kind of con- its connotations with the Western world. I mean, would you call Pocahontas a princess? She's also the chief's daughter. But I just mean like the—it's never the the ruler. It's like the daughter of the ruler. Yes. Yeah. There is like there is a film. Like Princess Leia, okay, this is going to Star Wars territory, but Princess Leia uh, is still called Princess Leia throughout the series, even though her parents have been killed. And it's like, aren't you a queen now? <laughs> no, no, I'm a princess. Tatiana's not a princess. Who's Tatiana? And princess and the Frog. She I haven't is, seen it. She is, she is because the reason she qualifies is because she's given there's a there's a festival. That the, he, she, the frog has to kiss a princess and she is like crowned the princess of the festival so it was like a loophole or something but yeah you're right she's not she's, she's not like she's not from a monarchy yeah, yeah, or yeah, in yeah. any shape form or way she's from a poor family yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't actually seen the princess and the frog very good film yeah th- that was like the first African American uh, Disney princess yes but then some people were the saying, only African American Disney yeah. princess and uh, but then people were saying well they've <laughs> the only African American one and they've made her working class and they've made her and then for 90% of the film she's a frog <laughs> so that was some people were saying that that was she, little, she was a frog I thought the frog I thought the prince was a frog he's a frog she turns for into a frog for yeah that's, oh. yeah, that's, um, yeah yeah it's not ideal but they're Footsteps. moving in the definitely right direction they have a, a good way to go but they're moving in yeah, the right direction yeah. I, th- I guess we're going to talk a lot about princesses today I kind of feel like they have replaced their stereotypical female bad role model lead with kind of making fun of uh, gay men oh what would you say is the example like there's your man in Beauty and the Beast in the remake of Beauty and the Beast yeah. oh Gaston oh no not Gaston but, the uh, Lefort Lef- yeah um, they completely like so stereotypical I haven't seen that. Have you not seen it? No. Connor, you saw half of it. I saw half of it. I don't actually remember. And then in Entangled, in the pub, when they go into the pub and they're all, all the criminals, I suppose they yeah. are, are singing, there's a, a gay man in that and he's an interior designer. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like, it's very camp. Right, okay, so they're playing yeah. up to the stereotypes. Yeah, it's yeah, like okay. they've changed their, like, yeah. they're like, oh, we can't make fun of women anymore, so now we're going to go to gay men. Yeah, <laughs> and funny, actually, the first, I, I think um, that character in Beauty and the Beast, I don't think they say it in text. I think Disney said, oh yeah, he is gay, but they never mention in the film. <laughs> That yes. he's gay but there is a character there's a film coming out soon called Jungle Cruise with The Rock and it'll be the first film that will have a gay character in it who is actually gay and it's played by 
the comedian. He's a youngish English comedian. He, 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 he took over from Graham Norton when presenting the show about six months ago, Jack. Oh, Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. Oh, I love Jack Whitehall. Yeah, so he's playing the first uh, out gay character who's canon yeah but um he's he said himself he's gonna he's playing it extremely over the top extremely camp and people are saying like well, i also don't think jack is gay because they've also found a gay actor yeah he's a straight yeah he's a straight actor so i think he's played with a sexuality though or he's alluded to that I fact. Can, well interestingly we were just before starting this talking about modern family and cam is a straight man in 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 real life what yeah. yeah, you've just ruined oh. that whole <laughs> He's a straight man. Yeah, Cannons, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, hang on. So that's the so Princess Diaries is the film that you like that you might you you're, you're a little bit embarrassed about. Yeah. And then the opposite. What film that everyone else loves that that uh, that, you, that you cannot. La La Land. Awful. Oh, I am. I'm now. I am with you, and Connor's not. Connor loved that. It's I quite liked La La Land. Why? So boring. 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 It has no story. I have no idea where it's going half the time. I just. You just didn't get it, man. You didn't get it. Hated it. (laughs) Hated every minute I sat in that cinema. Wow. Well, the story is that he that. They both, they're, they, they, these two people get together and they both got different directions in life and they end up going apart, but they really care for each other and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh. Uh, no, sorry, Aww. I lied. I didn't like hate every second. I got so excited with the opening number with the yes. singing in the all this is going to be right up my alley and then no, awful. I actually hated that opening number. I found the music in that film, particularly the chorus ones where everyone is singing, like, do you know, like, I think of West Side Story or Oliver. You can hear, consider yourself, oh, you can hear all that. I couldn't hear what the chorus were singing. Yes, it was could. all just like, <laughs> I couldn't understand. And I was like, what What are they singing about? I don't know. Try that in uh, Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Scottish. <laughs> um, I did think Emma Stone was good, though. I liked her performance. I just felt they went, this is the... Okay, they kind of went, okay, the film is basically a love story. Now we'll film it on separate days, separate places. Go with it where you want. There's no script. Script. I do think there was, it was disjointed in bits. It does it. Yeah, in bits. (laughs) Uh, It had had one of the best, like a song I still listen, listen to is the John Legend song in it, which is, what's it called? Light of Fire or something? Yeah, I don't know. That's really, really good. Um, yeah, I, I take it. it then, Dorina. Did you? I don't know. Do you remember like the Oscars when they were like, the winner is La La Land. Oh no, 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 no. Sorry, uh, sorry, lads. Oh, Moonlight, Moonlight. Yes. <laughs> Sit back down there. I haven't <laughs> actually seen Moonlight, which I do want to watch. Um, it was enjoyable, yeah. but it wasn't. I wouldn't have given the best picture. It was a bit, bit snooze. If you found La La Land boring, it has. It's 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 a nice film. It's it's well acted. Boring. It's just I couldn't. I just didn't know where it was going. I just, yeah. I just, the whole thing was, it was like, it was 18 different movies put together. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree. I didn't think it was great, to be honest. Well, I'm outnumbered here, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. Sorry, your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much, Jorina. Um, Before we kind of go on to Brave, uh, Connor, what, what are we listening to? You're listening to Silver Screamers. Silver Screamers is our film podcast where we pick a theme uh, or genre and dissect four films in that theme or genre from four different decades. And this week we are covering Brave in our Disney animated series, as chosen by Darina and Fona. We're going to obviously go into Brave in, in great detail, but because this is our film from the 20 teens, is that what you call that decade? The 20 teens? I just call it the 10s. 
Cannes. Oh. We watched a couple of other films uh, this month, United, from that decade. Um, and you mentioned Tangled earlier on, didn't you? We watched it too. Yes, we, yeah. I watched Tangled. Was that your first time watching it? Mm, no, I've seen bits of it, but I've never watched it in full. Yeah. So it was my first time watching it in full. Well, we had to watch it in bits because feckin' Disney Plus kept stopping. Oh, stop. Stop. It buffers it's all really the time. really annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. Disney sorted out. You got billions. Disney out. must have more money than Netflix. Yeah, you would you think. Would think, wouldn't you? Yeah, and Netflix I'm glad it's not. Buffers. Not that I'm glad it was buffering for you, but I thought it was Us. our connection. But it is. It's dreadful. It's awful. Yeah. It's so irritating. See, it doesn't buffer for my brother, and he's got like a hundred megabit connection or something. So I think it must be they. It's high you demand sh- on broadband. Sh- yeah, but you shouldn't need. We have a perfectly decent connect. We we play online gaming, and there's sometimes a bit of a delay, but most of them it's fine. That should be enough to watch a, a we actually pretty much couldn't watch Tangos last week because it was an unpleasant experience but also know your audience and don't release your app in Ireland if you're going to need 100 gigabytes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I imagine for kids that's like that must so be very irritating. frustrating for kids Do you know what I did with Brave I started it and paused it yeah. and left it for a while so my, but it still buffered halfway through yeah we were okay for Brave Tang- Tangled was and to be honest I actually think it <laughs> well, Brave started doing something new and it started going into slow motion and it was like oh hi there <laughs> <laughs> Paul just I was like well this is new <laughs> I, I, so you're I, talking well <laughs> I actually think it's slightly because I thought Tangled was lovely but it, it's left a slightly sour residue for the film because because we watched it in three different sittings I felt like it was just the longest film ever yeah and like yeah like you don't need three different sittings for a Disney film no they're only an hour and a half like but uh, that being said I thought it was really I liked it I thought it was really sweet tangled yes I did like it and again it's another film with a better style princess Yes, the Disney are getting they're they're waking. I won't say they're woke yet, but they're waking. They're waking. I will say she has a very good colour for someone who's been locked in a tower with no sunshine or air (laughs) for eighteen years. Yeah, she's very dewy. That had some great songs in it as well, Tangled. Mother Knows Best. And yes. What was the other one? Yeah. It was, I felt it was... That the f- film in the pub was very... That song Yeah, that pub. was great. Yeah. I also thought Rapunzel herself was... I liked her. Yes. I liked her as a character. I didn't like... Her mother kept making hazelnut soup, which I thought sounded gross. Parsnip soup. Pars- no, she, well, it was parsnip and hazelnut, yeah, I think. Ugh. It was something weird gross. like that. Parsnip was definitely involved. I, I wouldn't mind hazelnut soup. Like eating melted Nutella. Yeah. Milk. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, like you have hazelnut milk, which is fine, but it doesn't like soup. I think it was parsnip and hazelnut. I don't think it was the hazelnut alone. I think it was the the combination of ingredients. Mm. Yeah. One thing I really hazelnut bechamel sauce. One thing I really appreciated about Tangled <laughs> is <up> that <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> Uh, one thing I appreciated about Tangled was that I do think there's a slight tradition in new Disney films to move away from your traditional villain. So, like, uh, without spoiling it, if you look at a lot of the Pixar films, you, the bad guy ends up being someone... It's like, oh, my God, that nice person from the whole film 
is actually a bad guy you know and that happens a lot well your your traditional Ursula villain your Jafar your evil queen They're established at the start yeah, yeah established from the beginning you don't you don't see that as much in modern day Disney films it's not really in Brave and I was good in, I liked having a witch a evil cackling villain in Tangled that was more your tradition that, that had the, the big epic death at the end who had a big villain song Yes, yeah. I suppose Mordu was the evil character in Brave, but he's not like a character. He just yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, the witch in Brave, when we got on, we'll get onto it, is actually quite a sweet character. But I mean, I, yeah, she's kind of a trickster, but you know, yeah. I, I don't really get her, and that will come into my to my thing with that. What was the other one we watched? Oh, oh we watched Coco. Oh, oh my god! I think we I saw that in the Coco. cinema years ago, but I brought my nieces and nephews, and I think I spent. I'd say a solid 50 minutes of it in the toilet with a different child oh. each time All right, I've been crying no, like every time I came oh back God. from the toilet with one child the other oh one was like God. I have to go to the toilet so it's like we're all going right get up so I didn't see it in full and okay. I do need uh, to rewatch it because it's lovely it's such yeah. a good film it's, uh, it, it's the first Disney film or Pixar film I've seen since Up that made that hit me in the feels have you seen Up? Yes. Oh yes. I mean, obviously, Up is notorious for just like destroying adults. I think yeah. like kids are fine with Up. It's like adults, <laughs> <laughs> adults that watch the first ten minutes <laughs> because adults are like, "Oh, this is how my life is going." Oh God. <laughs> well, it's just there's something. It's so poignant the the opening scene. I actually personally think that Up peaks too soon. I think the rest of the mm-hmm. film is fine, but I think the intro is, is is the best thing about it. But Coco, I won't again. I don't want to spoil it. But the the last ten minutes of Coco is just. Heart-wrenching, yeah. yeah. And it's quite a different take on how they would normally do a movie because Coco is actually the grand, great-grandmother of the main character. And you're kind of th- you're sitting there thinking, well, why is it called Coco? But then at the end, you find out why it's all based mm. around her. Mm. Not to spoil it again, sorry. Yeah, no, I do look forward to watching it. Yeah, yeah. we were we were on the couch like oh, crying <laughs> at the end of it. One thing that Disney have been very good at is that they're very good at capturing a particular culture and just making it look beautiful on screen. So for Brave, like the Scottish Highlands, just look Incredible, amazing, yeah. and then for Coco. Mexico just looks incredible and you want to go around and then you could say the same thing for Moana like with the South Pacific Islands they're very good at making these the, the the scenery and the setting is almost the character in these films that's something I was going to actually talk about is it, is that a new thing for Disney where they take a particular culture and then they take say elements of that culture uh, or a story, a particular story, and then expand it out and, and tell that story in a particular way. Because they do it with Brave, they've done it with Moana recently, they've done it with uh, Coco. Can't think of any before? other ones they've done, like Frozen isn't a culture. No, well, Frozen well, Scandinavian, yeah, but like... Her mm, mother is an is a indigenous... Um, but it's more, I find these... His mother... Uh, Anna and uh, Elsa's mother is um, an indigenous I don't actually know the name but, uh, an indigenous of Scandinavia like oh okay a Swede yeah, <laughs> a I guess like I don't want to say Inuit because they're not Inuits but it would be you know the indigenous people of, of northern Scandinavia okay and they would and they would have there was a good bit of research and, and also the lore of Nordic lore like that would have taken a big part of of the film as well I didn't find with Frozen that it was exploring Scandinavian culture but I found with like Brave it was very exploring Scottish Moana Polynesian 
you know, and and I I thought these were much more. It was much more evident in these films more recently that they're taking particular cultures and exploring particular stories in those cultures. I mean, I think you could. I think they're probably being more researched, and they're also. I think if you go back to the nineties, like Mulan had was was very it was based on china but if you look at mulan i wouldn't have a clue about this but i've i've heard that the original the original mulan in the 90s took it was a bit of a magpie of asian culture like the it had the soldiers were wearing japanese stuff and then the the art on the walls was chinese and then they were wearing costumes of geishas which is again japanese and there might have been some filipino and some korean so it was kind of like a small so they probably weren't researching it it was people just going ah that looks a bit asian yeah yeah i do th- i mean like you could maybe look at the hunchback of notre dame and like they certainly the artists spent a huge amount of time at Notre Dame Cathedral, um, capturing its vastness, and there would have been gypsy culture used. And then Agrabah, I mean, they never actually said it was Baghdad, but clearly Agrabah is based on Baghdad and Aladdin. I think they're probably doing it more accurately, but I think they have done it before. Again, probably more insensitively because it was all a lot of white people picking Aladdin and choosing. Aladdin wasn't. What? A lot of white people. The original cartoon was. Was it? The animated. They, they, they weren't the, really the, white, the actors who played Aladdin and and Jasmine. Oh were all yes, white. okay, okay, sorry, yes, but the cartoon itself. No, 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 they weren't. Though there is some criticism that They're like Aladdin in some way. Yeah, well, they did, They are like I mean, Aladdin himself is not. He's quite pale. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also has like like Jasmine and Aladdin have quite white Eurasian features and American accents. While the bad, do they like the soldiers that Jafar? They have more Eastern accents. I yes, have more yes, Eastern. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so okay, it's, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and then the he evil. Is very problematic. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, the villains are just English, which you know that's fine. <laughs> supposed to be like I think you touched on this before, like loads of sexual references. In what? In Disney films, like I've heard before, and I've never actually paused to look at it, but I've heard before that like at some point in the Lion King, like the leaves part ways and there's like a shape of a penis and <laughs> yeah I've heard that before Aladdin, there's another one in Aladdin when he's singing that song there's a line change in it like a very subtle line change that's very like sexual there's a couple of things like that there's loads of like rumours we, we were talking I think with Dave about animation and animated movies and, and TV shows um, maybe throwing little Easter eggs in there to kind of, you know, get the the adults who are going to the movies tickled a bit, yes. you know, and and to sort of entertain them as well. Yes, we we there's you had to. Anim- I there's think the there's difference in writing a little joke though, and then drawing like you know God. dick kick in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there is like there's some really problematic stuff with it. Well, I know in the Little Mermaid, the priest who marries Vanessa and Eric. They have Sorry, to. just as I picked up my phone to Google about this. Jason has sent uh, <laughs> into the group, um, and I don't know what's in relation to, but it's an eggplant emoji and a smiley face. <laughs> I feel like he's, he's listening. listening in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, in the little the priest and the little mermaid was meant to have an erection, even though the animator said it was his knee, but the way it looked, <laughs> uh, and then the castle on the VHS of the Little Mermaid it looked very it was very phallic let's just say yes the rumour however is that it's a penis that's one so in the Lion King it's after Simba lays down on the cliff just flies up in the air and forms the word sex for a brief moment yeah I mean I could just be a... that is problematic well like you'd want to know why 
<laughs> but I mean, it's so subtle that like nobody noticed and stuff. That still like still made for children. But the children aren't recognizing this. No, actually, probably none of the adults are recognizing it until somebody actually slows it down and goes, oh, "That's the animator having a bit of a laugh." Yeah, and like I think these things were discovered later. Yeah, but you no, wouldn't well, notice it really. I suppose. Yeah, you could maybe explain away that one. I'm not sure you can explain away just forming the word sex. But it's so or, like how many like, times have we watched that film? We've never noticed it. No, I know, I know. But like they are, they do do like their princesses at times where oh, you just said do do. That's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> they do 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 do. <laughs> um, they like their princesses at times wear very sexualized outfits that oh, have like, uh, no yeah. need for like uh, in yeah. Frozen like why does she have to go and turn wear that outfit I think Ariel's quite sexualized in the lower yeah. and I also think Esmeralda in Hunchback at Notre Dame is inc- I mean she does a pole dance and then there's a song about from the judge who's like he's looking in the fire and she's like dancing naked in the fire and he's like basically I want to give her the ride but I also hate her because she's a gypsy and I'm racist. So I'll say either she rides me or I'll kill her. That's what I'll do. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but at the same time, I I love that song. So I kind of think that's more, he's a villain. So I don't necessarily think, yeah, I don't know how I feel. Have you seen The Hunchback in Notre Dame? No. Connor doesn't like it. It's re- I think it's one thing. I think it's excellent, actually. It's not very Disney. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, any other films we want to talk about before we go on to Brave? Okay. I watched Zootropolis. Oh, Zoo. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's called Zootopia in America and in Europe Zoopolis. it's called Zootropolis. Zootropolis. Okay. Or one of the yeah. other I was looking at the. I was actually looking on because I was I had to pick a, a movie for the end of this and I just said oh, all Disney animated movies and that was one of them that came up and I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Yeah, see, I looked at lists from 2010 to 2019 to look at films and so I decided I'd pick one film I hadn't seen and a Zootopia was written on and when I went to try and find it on this Disney channel I couldn't find it and then I was like why is it not on it and then I realised it was called Zootropolis that's so strange that they would change it change the name I don't know why but it's a very good film they're all animals living their like human lives but as animals but it's a very good film and it's about this like rabbit who wants to become a police officer she becomes a police officer and she moves to the big city and then predators start being predators and stop acting as humans who just all live in harmony and start killing prey animals and they're trying to figure out why it's all mm. like it's a very good film about corruption and it's like a kind of animal farmy kind of i haven't seen animal farm so i'm not mm. I'm it's kind of like sure. dictators like these animals well, have a, a government and then these these sort of pigs started becoming dictators almost and no it's very like it's basically a film about humankind but they've just put really cute animals in as the humans yeah, which is what they did in Animal Farm I guess yeah. that's about a very specific thing but this seems to be more about a general humankind but also there's a lot of teaching about like our diversity and our differences and oh, how cool. we have more in common than we have not and like how we should all live in peace with each other and how you can be anything you want to be that you're not defined by what you are and stuff well, we must stick that on I'd like yeah, that sounds that sounds good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I have it uh, anyway okay so listen it's 40 minutes in we talk oh, about God. Brave <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about Pixar, but maybe we should just do the synopsis first. I think we'll we'll go into our synopsis. Okay. All right. Tarina, <laughs> it is it is tradition that the guest does the synopsis. Okay. Okay, ready? Ready. Ready, set, 
Go. So the opening scene is a princess and she's there with her queen mother and king father. The king gives her a bow, an arrow. The prin- queen is in very impressed. Princess shoots her arrow and she runs into the forest. In the forest, she sees these things called wisps and she starts following them, but then her mother calls her back. She goes back, then this big evil bear called Mordu comes and starts trying to attack the princess and the queen. The king ends up in a fight with him and then you skip on to the next scene and it's years later and the king has lost his leg from that fight. Oh, and what you're going for it go on keep going <laughs> keep going um, and they've had uh, triple princess princes since and the princes are allowed to do whatever they want and they cause havoc all the time and the queen's constantly on the princess's back to be more princess and ladylike and she's trying to develop her or teach her into marriage and all that kind of crap <laughs> so then they, they're having dinner and the suit these letters are coming in and everybody's accepted and the princess wants to know what they've accepted for and basically the queen and the king really the queen the king you can tell is not that interested in uh, selling his daughter off for marriage um, they've, they've invited the three suitors to come and uh, fight for their daughter's hand in marriage the princess is not impressed by this and um, so they end up in a big fight, but anyway, they come. Um, uh, the three mediocre men, I will say, come for these. Uh, I mean, I think mediocre is princes. generous. Yeah, mediocre <laughs> is very generous. The middle guy was hot. Story of the life: amazing women with crappy men. So <laughs> these three men come and. Um, they tried to fight for the daughter's hand. Sorry, I forgot to mention that the queen is hell-bent on this because basically the kingdom is based... Before their kingdom, there was another kingdom and there was four princes and the power was... The king left the power to the four princesses and one uh, prince got very greedy and he tried to steal all the power from everyone and he basically destroyed the kingdom and he was more doomed. Oh, my God, 44 seconds. Okay, um, so the... Um, the princess chooses archery for the princess to fight for her hand in marriage and she realizes that the firstborn can um, can compete. She is the firstborn so then she competes for her own hand which is a very good part of the movie. And she obviously kicks all their asses and then um, the she goes into the woods to try and she has a big fight with her mother, she rips the tapestry, she goes into the woods, she finds a witch, the witch gives her a pie, she brings it back to the mother, the mother eats the pie, the mother turns into a bear. She has to escape from the bear uh, before the father kills the mother and then she figures out that she has to fix the tapestry to put everything back together and it all ends well. <laughs> and they all decide that everyone can choose who they want to marry or their own destiny if they are going to be married. Well done. Well Woo! done. Oh, that was excellent. That, was, that, that had a lot of detail. <laughs> and then at the end, it was like, no detail. This I is what happens. I so well when I looked over. I had 10 seconds gone and I felt like I got loads in. So then I calmed down. I felt like I had loads of time left. And then I looked again. It was 40 seconds. I was like, ah. And I forgot to mention, I went back and then... Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of time, but it's not really. It's not. No. It's really not. You get really you, 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 you did very well but you get bogged down in like the first five minutes of but you know film, yeah. Yeah. but to be fair I've said this a lot of times before you have to set the stage before you can tell the story yes so, you, so it's very hard to just uh, and in fairness these two minute 40s are not giving you an in-depth you know setting the scene in the movie kind of thing <laughs> no you know, it's just a catch-up for the listeners and like there's certain things that aren't important to the movie like yeah the fact that the three bear princess turns into bears has no, no it's, repercussions on it's, the movie it's, it's just a part of the movie absolutely yeah you're dead right the, honestly, the princess could be taken out of this film and nothing would be lost no apart from like comedy and stuff and I like them but and like, they're there for the comparison of how they're both well that's actually no you're right actually I didn't think about that that's a good point why did you pick this film because she hates men 
Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like all feminists. <laughs> no, I picked this film because it is one of the few Disney films, as I said, I won't have to sit in and kind of correct the moral story for Fola on. And I just think it's really... It's a great film. I think it has a really good storyline. And I don't think it's that far off reality at the moment. Like, I still think there's a thing in society where women are felt like they have to get married and they have to have children or they, mm. they're not worth anything or that's how their legacy is is defined. Like, So I just don't think it's that far away from reality at the moment. And I yeah. like that she has... There's no men involved yeah, in this princess's yeah. life. She has no interest in men. She's not saved by any men. She doesn't... She doesn't lust after any men. Like, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I... I I think I think I'm going to be a bit harsh on this film, and it's not that I didn't like it because I did. Because it's a woman. No, <laughs> I actually I actually think that this has, I actually think this film does merit a, a bit dirty in okay. some parts, and that maybe we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. So I'm just curious. That, so I'm going to be you're, I'm going to be maybe coming from a different angle then from you, and I I think I I think this is a good film, but I I've seen it now. I don't think I need to see it again. I actually had seen it the entire thing and I thought, I've never seen this before. And then I watched it and I was like, I've seen that entire movie before. Yeah. And I've watched it like three times. Yeah, I I, um, I guess we'll, we'll get into it. Oh, the Paul's just preparing you now, preparing you. No, no, I'm, no. I'm going to sit back with some popcorn and watch this battle unfold. <laughs> this is going to be. I think my battle will be with Connor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not I'm on your side, Dorina. I hate men too. <laughs> No, I uh, no, my angle from this is that I actually think Merida is done a bit dirty. Well, well bit, like what do you mean by that? Because she apologizes for being selfish. She, she she I don't think Merida's a thing wrong in this film, and I think this film pitches she it. She turned her mother into a bear. Yes. Okay. No, I get, I get that. <laughs> well, that, I, I also think that comes out of left field. I just she she in, okay. So the whole the crux of this film is that her mother wants her to go into a uh, arranged marriage which is uh, a terrible thing and there's no excuse for that and it's some people's cultures yes I get that yeah yeah uh, but, but I also don't think that's particularly original it's been done in two other Disney films before it's been done in Pocahontas and it's been done in Aladdin but uh, there, Merida is very frustrated about this and is arguing against it and then she's so frustrated that she's driven to turning her mum into a bear like that's obviously wrong but that's a whole new thing but then when she bonds with her mother and I get it that they can, when her mother lo- loses the, the ability to speak that's when they actually begin to communicate properly but then similar to Little Mermaid the mother is in the wrong here Triton was in the wrong in Little Mermaid the mother is in the wrong here uh, and then when she re- when she gathers all the me- all the soldiers together she says I've been selfish and I was watching that being like no you haven't you haven't been selfish at all she, she has done nothing wrong obviously turned the mother into a bear but in terms of her character she was being she was so controlled by her mother and was being treated differently to her brothers that she she did like she was kind of uh, she had to do the thing with the bear and she ends up and I feel like the film was like putting them like that they met halfway in between when actually all of the it was her mother that should have done all the the growing not Merida uh, I don't actually know if I agree with that. I think the both the mother, I the, the mother and the daughter come to a realization that they were both 
pig-headed and started at two ends of a spectrum and came together to understand each other's point of view. And I think possibly a princess or or a prince or a princess or, or whatever, when you're in that situation, there might be an element of duty and responsibility, which is not very pleasant or which is thrust upon somebody. But it, it, it might be that there is a, an element of responsibility and she had totally disregarded that because of her mother, because her mother had been thrusting that upon her so harshly and saying, this is what you must be and what you have to be, rather than saying, rather than coming at it in a, in a more diplomatic point of view. But I think, I think possibly she was recognising that having been turned away from her responsibilities because of her mother, she had been a little bit selfish. I also think you could make the exact same argument for the mother because the mother feels like all she's doing is all she knows. You know, that's how the mother life went. And I suppose they're portraying it in this movie as if it's like a cultural thing. It's Mm. just the way things are. So the mother doesn't think she's doing anything wrong. Actually, what she thinks is what she's doing is doing 100% right. She thinks she's looking out for her daughter's well-being and doing the things that she thinks that daughters have to do. And like she's not doing it in a particularly like she, they butt heads they don't, can't see each other's point of view mm. in any way but she's not an evil woman no, in any shape or more way like I don't she's frustrated with her daughter and they're both frustrated with each other but I'm not sure yeah I don't I disagree yeah, I, think, I think the mother I, is I think when it, when at the end when the, they kind of come together as they started both on these two different ends of the spectrum maybe she was being selfish maybe the mother was being selfish but when they come together they both concede on certain points for the better of the community What does Merida concede on? Uh, well Merida concedes on the fact that she, she is a, a princess the, the, or not a princess but a well she apologises for her part in it and the mother actually does all the conceding so the mother has conceded that okay you choose your own destiny you don't have to get married and if you do you can choose who you mm, want to yeah. marry so the mother does all the conceding and well, but Mary that apologises for her part in that miscommunication that led it to be this dramatic Thing. I think, I think Merida probably recognises that she does have certain duties and responsibilities as a princess or a chieftain's daughter or whatever it is. I think she concedes on that point, but then the mother concedes on, yes, but I shouldn't be forcing you to marry somebody just because they're a person. You know, you should be free to make your own decisions. And I think them both kind of coming to view each other each other's point of view leads to the benefit of all society and you see all the guys going yeah I don't actually want to marry this one I want to pick who I want to marry yeah you I know get it, and it kind I, of progresses I get that but I felt there was very little put up Merida wasn't asked to do any leading so to speak she wasn't asked and I think that would I would have preferred fine. that I would have preferred had Merida had like had 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 responsibilities in terms of being a leader that her mother was trying to get her to do and then she she was skipping out on these responsibilities because she just wanted to ride across the fields I felt like the the, the the big issue was that she didn't want to get married and then when she's saying her speech which is where she's kind of getting all the guys to be on board she is about to say I will marry one of you when her mother then says don't don't do that and when she was when she said that I was like yeah don't you don't want to marry one of these guys I know but I think actually if 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 she had said that and gone through it and the, and the mother had let her go through with it the curse and the spell wouldn't have been broken because the point of the curse and her becoming a bear was they both had to mend the bonds that had that sort of torn them apart. Yeah, the curse was to change her destiny. 
So yes. the destiny wouldn't have been changed. Yeah, but I think that's a flaw because I don't think I feel like the film is saying that Merida is being Merida is being punished for not wanting to marry. I feel like the, the 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 mother turning into a bear is like the film's way of punishing Merida for like wanting to escape her destiny, and uh, it's only when she's kind of admits, okay, you know what, I hold up my hands, I will do my original destiny. Then it's like, okay, you've been willing to do it, so therefore you don't have to do it. No, I think it's I think I think it's at that point when the mother hears what she's about to do, realizes, oh, I've been. Like Merida comes to the realization that she's maybe been a bit selfish and irresponsible. How has she been selfish? Well, sorry, maybe maybe not selfish, but that there are certain responsibilities, and that she's growing up in a culture that expects certain things of her, and she's totally turned against it, and totally does not want to interact with it at all, and doesn't see things from the mother's point of view about how she <clears throat> about how she was raised and what the expectations are she comes to this realization well maybe there are certain responsibilities that i have and that i have to acknowledge those when she goes to accept those the mother then realizes this is too much to ask of my daughter and actually she's only doing this she doesn't want to do this she's just doing this so i can get up these stairs so we can bend the tapestry but also we don't know if the mother only changed her mind there the mother could have changed her mind way before that but it was only that when mayor that went to say what she was going to say that the mother had to cut her off the mother yeah. listened to what it was the first time the mother listened to actually what she was saying and then realized no you know she's she, she can make her own decisions yeah and i think that's good because i wanted them I, I think the mother had a, a better arc here because i th- i see the mother being wrong at the start of the film and learning her lesson by the end mm. but this isn't her film this is Merida's film and uh, when I I, I agree I, I don't actually think the film does tell us that Merida should be doing I think it would have been better had her mother been saying you're going to be leading this co- we don't you know you're going to be leading these clans we I need we need you to learn how to be a politician we need you to learn how to look at battle strategy I don't know and had kind of put, and, and that Merida was like I just don't want to do this I want to just run across the field on my horse and be free and then maybe have but all the things that her mother was trying to get her to do are like be a lady wear this tight dress yeah because they assumed her husband would take over the so why so the why leading yeah. role because that's what they thought but I would have assumed from that film that eventually what would have happened is Meredith would have become the queen and would have led. Yeah, no, 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 let me just say, I know I get all that, but it, that, that therefore, Meredith, if that's the scenario, that it, Meredith, if, 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 we're, if the mother is saying, if all the things that the mother is telling Meredith to do are, you should be a lady, you should not have your weapons, you should not do all these things, you should, you should get married. None of those things, Meredith shouldn't have done all those things. Therefore, I find it hard... I, I find it hard then that Merida is like feeling that she has done something wrong because I don't ever feel Merida does anything wrong in this. No, I don't think like what she wants is not wrong in any shape, form or way. But there is definitely I think she could have explained it better than going to a witch and getting a spell <laughs> to yeah. put it on her mother. And I think that's what I she's feel. looking for a quick fix. Yeah, she's apologizing for rather than and like there is clearly a breakdown in communication between the mother and daughter and it comes from both of them you know there is that part where that scene where they're both like if you just listen to me you'd understand but they both feel like the other person just needs to listen so she's just taking responsibility for her part in the role I don't feel like she's apologising for 
not wanting to get married or she feels like she's been selfish for not wanting to get married. I feel like she feels like she was selfish for wanting the quick fix and taking it, getting a spell and not. That's what I feel like she's apologizing for. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I agree with that. I, I felt like when she starts admitting that she's been selfish and then she says, and she's literally about to say, okay, I will marry someone. I just, I, and then her mother stops her. I feel like that that was her mother's growth rather than Merida and I and I think Merida I don't feel Merida learns a lesson in this film but I don't think she needs to learn a lesson I think all I think of, I think the best films though have a character that starts from A and goes to B and well, has an R well I think I think she the, the lesson she might learn is don't go to a witch and try and quick fix your problem and also I think the teaching and, and she's to giving listen. to others watching the film is to be yourself to be yourself uh, but also to listen and and to try and see other points of view maybe. yeah and you don't have marriage it doesn't have to define you yeah, I think the like the the other thing like is that Meredith's <laughs> mother you know Merida wasn't going to marry somebody and they were going to stay where they were they, she was going to go off to some other fella's kingdom or whatever and serve as 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 the queen of that of that kingdom so everything the mother was tra- training her for was to be a lady and a, and a, and a queen off in somebody else's mm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's a, what's <laughs> your point? <laughs> but no, when you were when you were talking about it before, you were kind of, it was you were point kind of please. Impl- <laughs> Here, listen, newbie. <laughs> this is right. Yeah, I suppose I would have liked a bit more politics. Um, anyway, you know, that's fair enough. I also, I suppose, another little problem I had with this film is I just felt it wasn't. I felt like every angle in it was a little bit. I've seen it before in a different film. I felt it was a bit of a patchwork of different tropes. Like, I mean, I could, to be fair, every Disney film has the young protagonist that wants to escape the system. I mean, is there a Disney film that doesn't have that plot, to be fair? Like, Coco had it. His parents didn't want him to play music. Moana had it. She wanted to go out and explore. Ariel had it. Moana wanted to save her people. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. go out and explore. Well, I, I think Moana is a much better a much better uh, goes on a much better journey than Merida personally but uh, so that, that anyway so that, that those things I didn't find very original the witch in the woods thing I kind of was like when that happened I was like oh the witch in the middle of the woods I feel we've seen that a million times before as well and I thought that could have been done a bit more interestingly as well especially with the whole Celtic thing I thought that would have been cooler if it was like a fairy fort like we saw this I remember the first time I saw that and I saw the the will of the wisps and i saw the big the stones yeah so i was expecting her to kind of go into like this fairy kingdom with lots of fairies and stuff and then it was like a cottage with a little old witch and i was like oh i've seen this before um even though i did like all that i liked the and uh, the woodcutter and stuff and i thought she was charming i just thought the i actually thought the film could have gone a bit further with the celtic because would you say are witches in a cottage they're not really a celtic thing are they Mm, well they had I'm not sure witches in Salem had cottages I'm not sure like witches isn't a Celtic thing yeah that's what I mean so I would have preferred something more Celtic-y yeah the fairies I could see well I'm I'm not sure there could be an argument that witch is a fairy witch because she is quite odd looking and quite small Mm. I would have liked them to lean into that more and she does do the woodwork which is not witch-like in other films Mm. I think the witch was very much secondary in this. You know, normally a witch has an agenda 
of of trying to trick a princess or something like that but she was she, she was a woodcutter who didn't do spells for people because she had too many unhappy customers or dissatisfied yeah. customers but when asked to do it she she sort of put her own twist on it I actually quite liked the, the character I, I, the I liked her I liked the way and I, Judy Walters played her who we are uh, do, do you know Judy Walters she um, no. she was in Mamma Mia she was the one that wasn't Meryl Streep or the one who wasn't singing does your mother know do you have the other friend in Meryl Streep do you know, yes do you know Harry yes. Potter no Oh. Um, Thankfully. Did you ever see Educating Rita? No. Did you ever see... Are we Billy really going to play this game on a film <laughs> podcast? Because it's really not going to go well for who you choose to be your guest. I, I, I like I I liked her characterization. I liked all the, I just... I would have loved had Merida ended up in a fairy fort and the exact same characterization, even with the woodcutting stuff, but her being like a fairy who kind of did it. Um, I also kind of thought at that point... It was hinting that there was a little bit of be careful what you wish for. Because I liked the thing that you found that the old king wanted the strength of 10 men. And then he got turned into a bear. Because bears are 10 times. That's all. That's clever. I like that. I thought it was a little bit vague when Merida was like, I want my fate changed. And she was like, well, here's a pie that will turn your mum into a bear. Maybe the only spell she knew was to turn people into a bear. <laughs> like just, that's like her specialty. Yeah, that's what I got from it. Is that, that's what her bad spells all yeah. are. They all have a bear involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose I would have liked if this, uh, I would have liked had, had Merida said something like I can't bear oh, this sounds so corny but I can't bear my mom or something she tricked her into saying something more so that Mary because to be fair Merida never said that this is what she wants do you know like carefully wish for stories like there's the, the Goosebumps book where she's like I want everyone's attention all on me mm-hmm. and then she gets turned into a statue what she said was I want to change my mother so she was it not change my destiny i think she said yeah i think it was a bit of both but i think she did it probably was change my mother so i can my destiny can change yes yeah yeah. i just thought bear was such a random thing and also that's not even original that's been done on brother bear (laughs) we're kind of going character by character but now we're doing kind of we've got it going in reverse or something yeah usually we do the main character last but yeah are we finished talking about merida yeah let's keep going are we have we spoken about Merida? Well, we were kind of talking. Well, Paul was just telling us how he thinks that she's a crap character. And I'm on your I, side, Jarena. I, I, I think you're totally wrong. I absolutely disagree. I think Merida, I love Merida. I think she's the most interesting thing in this film. I just feel the film does her a little dirty towards the end, that's all. Does her a disservice. Yeah. But I think she's, I love her on screen. I also think her, the way she is animated is out of this world. She's very, yeah. I could just, lo- I could just look at her on horseback. She's actually like, I'm going to plug an Irish film now. There's an Irish film coming out. Now, I think it's only going to be streamed on Apple TV, which is a bit crap. But it's coming out on the 30th of October called Wolf Walkers. And there is a look of the main character of Merida. There's just a little similarity between them. It's, It's from the same people that did Songs of the Sea, I think. Oh, Cartoon Saloon. Yeah, yeah, well, the same right, Tommy something, I think. Oh, okay. um, I can't wait till our podcast is big enough that we can do these plugs and get paid for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to support Irish film and all that. Would I, I did, the, the selfish part of me when I watched this film for the first time was kind of thinking, oh, I wish they had just made this Ireland. <laughs> 
<laughs> then you wouldn't have to do that Scottish accent that you saved as well. But like, had they, I mean, if all they would really have to have changed is the bagpipes and the haggis and the kilts and just had a bit more Irish folklore. I think eventually they will have, like we were talking earlier about these kind of, ta- they're taking sort of different cultures and stories. I think eventually they will have an Irish. <gasps> Maybe they'll have Fola because she was one of the goddesses of Ireland. Maybe oh. they'll do Fola, Vamba and Eru. There you go. Yeah. How amazing would that be? So let's maybe talk about her dad. I don't feel like he's a part. Like he's very much a background, yeah, side character. I think he lost a leg. He likes to tell the same story over and over again. He likes to think himself quite manly. He really doesn't give a crap whether his daughter gets married or not. He actually is probably more in common with Meredith than her mother. Merritt is kind of like a tomboy, I suppose, and he yeah. kind of sees himself maybe in her a bit more than the, than the mother. He's on at the screen so little to, to justify, but like I don't think he sees her any different because she's a girl. No. I think he's just like, that's her interest, that's fine. And do you think because she was maybe the firstborn and maybe back in the day dads wanted sons but she was the firstborn and he was the one who gave her a bow and arrow and maybe was nudging her in a direction of of you know being a warrior and being sort of you know possibly or he's just like that's her interest that's yeah, what I she wanted he, i think he was just like he saw he probably recognized qualities in her that he had as a kid and he was like, if she wants to play with my big bow, I'll get her. Uh, yeah. I don't think he had an agenda. Or maybe he's just like, this is my interest. So he, you know, you you do put your own interests on your children and she just happened to take his interests up. Yeah. But do you also think that he's maybe, because I think he is a, lo- a loving and lovely father uh, who, who sort of is encouraging to merit of her interest in that but at the same time he's a little bit weak because when the you know the mother arranges these suitors to come he's not like and he says oh, oh she did it you know merit is looking at her dad going what's going on he's like i don't know she did it but uh, that also gives weak? me the impression that he obviously always takes her side and things and usually fights her corner she looks straight at him and she's like dad like as if he's yeah, gonna okay. fix it again yeah. but then he's like oh like i can't fix this one like this yeah. is not like this is out of my control kind of thing this is just has to happen yeah you get the impression that even though he's the he's kind of the, I suppose the most powerful one in terms of position he's not really a pol- he's not really interested in politics oh the queen and is the queen running is that kingdom the one who is making 110 sure 110% <laughs> And he's just, and, yeah that suits him fine I mean one of the key themes of this film is strong women I the, the mother and Merida are very much the key focus the leaders and the, the men are a bit he's also, daft he's quite childish all the dads are a bit childish and all the sons are even worse all the men are yeah yeah, yeah. so do you think Realize. do you think they've kind of gone like the opposite direction where they, they couldn't just do a movie which is like let's they're all just on an even keel it's sort of like well if we want to make the women the strong people we have to make the men totally daft or is it just a little bit of reality (laughs) just a little bit of reality why do you hate women why do you hate men even you could put like Merida in I mean she's kind of wily and and isn't really interested in politics either really everyone is kind of that's what people are in this film apart from the mother who's very serious and straight laced true okay (laughs) (laughs) can't argue <laughs> um, you know who I like who's a very small character 
I can't remember her name. The like maid that's like. Oh, so just, she doesn't speak really. She like the princess is just or the princess is just like <laughs> terrorize her, <laughs> and she has really large boobs. Yeah, that's all I know about that character. <laughs> Disney got that in there somehow. <laughs> What was her name? She did have a name. Uh, did Blanche. she have a name? Yes. Oh, he said something to her. The king said something to her at some point. Don't let her out of that she's room. She's nanny. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Morag, come here. And, you know, poor. I feel really sorry for her because she's just running around screaming the whole time. And then she goes up and she's like, yes. And she says to the, the brothers, get the key. And yeah. Just like, One thing I was going back to the dad. Uh, one bad thing and one good thing. One bad thing, he doesn't no- notice that his wife is missing for 24 hours. <laughs> well, he's entertaining. Uh, well, uh, and then, but I do like how, like, when he finds out, when he finds her dress, like, he is, they have a good, like, he loves his wife. Oh, mm. he, oh he's, in, he's infatuated with his yeah, wife. Yeah, uh, and, his, and his whole family. Like, he's a good dad. Yeah. He didn't listen to Meredith now when she was trying to tell him that the bear was that's, the wife. Oh, that's true. He was Well, there. I mean... If, in real life, if somebody said, that's your wife who's actually been turned into a bear by a witch because I gave her a, 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 a Bakewell tart. In real life, going, if a bear was trying to kill you, are you going to try and tell the person who's going to save you that it's actually someone else? No, like, yeah, to be fair, like, this, this is a fantasy world. Like, she, yeah, he wasn't. He was just like, get out of the way. But, he, but you, what you're saying is that he, he didn't listen to the daughter saying that that was his wife who had been turned into a bear. Yeah, but you're saying in real life, you know, you're not, that's in not going to happen. if your daughter was like, that's your wife who's been turned into a bear because I gave her a Bakewell tart that I got from a witch down the road, you yeah. might be like... He didn't even give her a chance to say that, though. He literally was just like, go, get out of the way, get out of the way. And she was of course, like... Of he was, because he was, he was, at the start of the movie, he was... Um, the whole family was attacked and nearly killed by this Mordu fella. Yes, but you have to take into the point that if someone has been attacked and someone's coming to save them, they're not ought, in that situation going to try and stop the saviour from saving them. So he, she, she was clearly not under attack. Yeah, he should, he should have listened. Like he locked her in her room. So that's the dad. Is there anything else to say about the dad? No. Billy Connolly, good job. I love well Billy Connolly. Yeah. Do we want to talk any, uh, about the um, the suitor, the suitors, chieftains, or the or the sons? Not much to say, really. Oh, no, there are so. There's a really stupid one. There's a really weak one, and there's your man, like literally. Your man. Your man. Who's the your middle man? one. He's not that stupid and he's not that weak. He's <laughs> the one that you think hot, I think. He was the one that I was like, well, if you had the choice, you'd be on with that See one. the one with the blue war, war paint? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's the best of a bad bunch. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that nobody could understand. Not like, even the Scottish could understand. Really, that should have been the story of this <laughs> film. It's, that's such a funny like stereotype that like people can't understand Scottish. But, uh, have you guys, have you seen Ralph Breaks the Internet? Yes, but ages ago. Well, the, the sequel, I think, is like I don't know, but there's a character who goes she she goes into the Disney room and meets all the Disney princesses. So there's Ariel and Cinderella and Snow White and Merida, and the joke with Merida is she just is like speaking gobbledygook and the character in Ralph is like what? and the other princesses are like we don't understand her either she's from a different studio <laughs> <laughs> it is true though <laughs> I don't well I started this podcast by telling a story about us in the in the taxi and the voice recognition devices don't work with Scottish people <laughs> I, I, I suppose I wonder did Americans have an issue with this film because I mean 
that would be a problem. I could understand everyone in this film, obviously. I don't think the accents in this were particularly difficult. No, no. they weren't very strong. Do you know, we're going back to Merida, do you know who was initially cast as Merida and was fired oh. because she couldn't get the accent right? I know you're going to say someone and I'm not going to know who you they were. were. You were, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. No way! Yeah, she and then she, she like went to like uh, training to get the accent and they were just like... No. <laughs> so who is Merida? It's Kelly MacDonald. You ever see Train Spotting? No. You ever see Gossip? Oh, we're playing this game again. <laughs> this is the third time. You watch Black, Black Mirror, don't you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well then, I'm sorry. She's an, act- she's an actress. <laughs> That's great. She's, the main one she's a Scottish actress. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Thanks. Not much to say about the songs. Well, if I'm honest, the characters that are really, apart from like, yeah, they're okay, yeah, they're funny. The only characters I really think to say about is Merida and her mother and the witch. Maybe. I do find that the only thing interesting about the sons at the end is where they all sort of turn around and go, actually, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be married off. I want to be able to choose my own destiny. So all the young people, it's it's, it's almost like a, a, an uprising of all these young people saying. This is the way we used to do it, but this is not how we're going to do it from now on. And they were led there by Merida. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One thing I love about this is that Disney have a terrible habit of just making Disney princesses or protagonists orphans or only single fathers. Like, they hate mothers. (laughs) (laughs) And even the times when we do see a mother, she's like a Moana. Moana, initially a Moana, she was written without a mother. And they were like, why? And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll give her mother, but she just. We'll kill the grandma instead. <laughs> yeah, but at least the grandma has a plot. Uh, Pocahontas has no mother, Ariel has no mother, um, Jasmine. Jasmine has no mother, Belle has no mother. I've never realized this before. That's like a thing. They're like, they're just like, or they killed they Dumbo's they mom. All have, they all have daddy issues. Is it? That's yeah, it's usually a father and a mother, uh, a father and a daughter relationship. It, and this is one of the few times it, the, the, she has a mother in Princess and the Frog, but it's pretty much all about her and her father, I think. Yes. So this is like the only time where the mother-daughter relationship is focused on, and I think that is great. And I think it's a, I think it's, 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 I think that's a brilliant thing. But I think this, I mean, this movie in itself was a statement for Disney. I think showing strong women in strong leadership roles so it would have been ridiculous not to have that but it is it, it's 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 crazy that that hasn't been a thing I mean for decades in theory you could have Merida being a strong leader rising up against her father but they chose to do the mother daughter relationship which I again, think which was better good. Yeah, but again this was about women you know this this movie was about women and strong women in leadership roles so it didn't make sense then that it would be a, a father daughter relationship yeah, but they have that, I suppose, like Moana is about a strong woman as well, but she, that mother-daughter relationship isn't focused on as much, it's more the father-daughter mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. Well, I think both Moana and Brave are particularly focused on the, the, the strong female characters and, and, and their story and their destinies and... You know, a lot of the other, like Tangled, we talked about Tangled. There's always father figures in that and there's always sort of men figures in that. But these two films, particularly for Disney, were Let's Explore Women. Well, Tangled is... That's the uh, yeah. Well, yeah, a mother-daughter relationship. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. But it's not well, mother. Well, well, I would say that's more, that's more kidnapper, kid- kidnapper relationship. <laughs> but like the daughter doesn't know she's yeah, been no, kidnapped. But I, to be, I, I don't think that probably doesn't reflect a realistic mother-daughter the struggle the the dynamic of mother-daughter which can be I'm sure especially teenage years can be difficult this film yep (laughs) (laughs) best of luck there Karina and Paula I'm moving out (laughs) for those years I actually quite like watching 
I think there's some relationship dynamics that you don't see on screen very often. Mother daughter being uh, one that is hardly ever seen. I think that's because most mothers of teenagers are over the age of forty, and women don't exist. <laughs> well, that, um, Lady Bird is a, is a, is a, is probably the only thing I can think of. Yeah, Byzantium. That was mother daughter vampire. That's older sister. Oh no, it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I present it. It was hardly set the world on fire. There was it. <laughs> but yeah, I had the yeah the mother is played by Emma Thompson, who you do know, Drina. She was the in uh, Love Actually. Playing this game again. <laughs> Love Actually. Uh, Alan Rickman uh, doesn't buy her the necklace. He buys her this. Oh, studio. his wife. Yeah. That's yes. Emma Thompson. Yes. Not the one that he doesn't buy the necklace for. It's his wife. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. by far the best actor in uh, Love Actually, I think. Uh, yeah, I she's lo- very good. I love Emma Thompson. Yeah, I love Emma Thompson. I know who that good. is. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the scene. I would have thought that like they would have been able to find a Scottish actress. Yeah, who I could have played? Is Julie Walters? No, she's English. No, she's English. She's Liverpoolian, I think. Actually, or Manchester, Manchester. I don't think she's Liverpoolian. I'm not yeah. sure where she's from. Yeah, that's why I wonder why they didn't get more Scottish actresses. Like they picked Billy Connolly, I assume, because he's Scottish. And Kelly MacDonald is Scottish. And Kelly MacDonald. Yeah. Is there a famous Scottish female actress? Mm, I'm sure there is. There's the one. Maggie Smith. Oh, there you go. Who? Probably, Maggie uh, Smith. Who? Um, ah, come on now, Maggie Smith. You've Downton again. The, Downton Abbey, the, the, the no, matriarch woman one. In Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> She's in Harry Potter. Ew. <laughs> ah, you're just saying that because of the recent controversy. No, I never really watched Harry Potter. I went to the first film, wasn't interested, couldn't get into the books, and yeah, now I'm happy I didn't because trans rights are human rights. <laughs> I'm actually going to give my books away. Uh, when we move I'm not going to take them I'll put them in a second hand shop or something burn them <laughs> no don't <laughs> no do that <laughs> yeah, we're, all, we're all very dramatic aren't we Jeez. And let me just show you now a picture of her this, well, like, this is from a good few years ago oh yeah what was I saying okay well, th- that's kind of all the characters I su- well unless you guys want to talk about anyone else well we kind of spoke about the witch there wasn't much more to say about her no, no. I spoke I about them. there's nothing to say about the princess like they add no, a bit nothing. of comedy yeah the, the three the triplets yeah, yeah they yeah, add yeah. comedy to it and they, they they are there for the comparison of the treatment now you said that uh, marriage wasn't saved by any men but they get her out of the out of the room so she's kind because of because she tells them what to do Connor because they, she talking? suggests well what are you talking about they get the key. They get the key to get the letter out of the room. They oh, didn't yeah, t- sit there and go, Meredith's in the room. I wonder what I have to do. I know what I'd have to do. I have to get the key. Meredith had to well, save them. Well, get the key. Another, they followed instruction well. Uh, no, okay, well, here you go now. Here's another example. Oh, here we Mer- go. <laughs> Meredith, here you go now, Doreen. Don't touch me. Uh, this crow. <laughs> <laughs> Keep um, your distance. <laughs> Meredith. Meredith, or sorry, Meredith and the mother need to get out of the castle when she turns into a bear. And they blackmail her into getting a, a year's worth of desserts to, in order to save them to get them out of the castle. That just shows that they're assholes. <laughs> so their Saved. mother needs to get out of the castle so their father doesn't kill them. And they wanted a year's worth of dessert. And this is your way of telling me that they had saved, <laughs> saved Merida, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Merida needed to use them to get as a distraction to get the mother out so she no, knew what to do to they, use they went them. through all these little nooks and crannies. They're Merida's little puppets. What are you talking about? She knows how to use them. To be fair, like it's not like 
you know characters that are female can never be saved it's just if we have an active female character who is like progressing with the story and is well capable it's fine if there's a scene like you know she does most of the saving in this film to be fair I know, I'm just trying to wind her yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not working. Like, what would be a, a tragedy is if she was about to be killed at the end by the bear and then her father jumped in. That's that's yes. what would be it. But she is. But the mother kills the Mordu. But the mother yeah. end, ends up killing Mordu. I actually was... I thought it was quite scary the first time the mother... So the mother has to... The mother and the daughter have to mend their bond or the mother will be a bear forever. And the first time she sort of... Her humanity is slipping away and she sort of turns into a bear mm-hmm. that was quite scary actually I thought where her eyes went totally black and yeah. yeah yeah and you could see it even not in a scary way but they kind of did it when she was eating the raw fish from the lake as well like mm. that those subtle changes of her changing yeah, yeah there was like a change in her instincts and her behaviours yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> I suppose I just feel that I, even though I do like this film, I do think it's and I think it's a good film. It would be on my lower, end, it would be on the lower end personally for uh, the Disney films. I and I feel a lot of the things it does, I've I've seen in other Disney films before. Even even so much in like you have to you have you have two days before the sun sets on the second day, which makes me think of the Little Mermaid in the third day and the, and the cottage thing. I've seen a million times before. I think that's, that's unfair. Of, it doesn't think yeah. that's all Disney films. I think that that's a that's a fairly it is fairly standard in a sort of a fairy tale scenario. Like Moana, you have to she has to go and save, she has to go somewhere to do something to save. Yeah, but I the feel, future like it's that's just the basis of films. But I feel like this takes. I feel Moana is much more original in its plot than this. But is that just because the actual Polynesian story itself is a bit more original? No, it's it's the story I've said this. The story of Moana is original. They just use the legends of Maui as a background, but the story is an original story. Okay. I still don't think I still don't think it's fair to say this would be on the lower end of of Disney. Actually, I quite enjoyed this film. I thought it was a good representation of types of characters which I don't think were evident or shown before in Disney. Okay, fair enough. The witch thing has been done before. Fine, but that's doesn't mean that it can never be done again. So I think it was a bit unfair to say it was on the lower end of Disney. Yeah, I just think there is like a kind of standard things that are going to be in these films and but they're done differently each time and yeah I just yeah I think that's a bit of an unfair judgement of the film that would be my take anyway I, I, I think yeah I just think it does like, too many tropes from too many films. like it definitely didn't watch it going oh I've seen this before like yeah, I no, definitely I watched either. Brave going oh this is an original Disney film like I've yeah. like it's a new I mean, take I do think I do think they could have leaned into the Celtic stuff more maybe and you know it could have been fairies or it could have been a banshee or whatever uh, you know, they had the Will of the Wisps, which is which is a kind of Celtic thing. Regarding the Will of the Wisps, so I feel like the film wants us to think that they're like kind and good, but then every time she follows them, first time she follows them, she gets attacked by a bear. Second time she follows them, she gets no. She got attacked by the bear when she got called back by her mother. When she was a little girl. Yeah, she was called back by her mother. Hang on, hang on. She stopped following the wisps before she was attacked okay, by the Okay, okay, maybe that's not good. But the second time she followed them, it led her to the witch's cottage, yeah. which is the whole source of the whole problem. And then the, the third time led her to the cave of the of the bear. Yes, but she had to do all that to figure out the thing. The fourth time they led her to stop her 
the her father killing her mother. So are the will is the witch not necessarily evil because the witch knew the witch knew that for Merida to follow her destiny and, and not get married and, and change the rules this all had to happen her mother had to turn into a bear so the witch isn't necessarily evil she was just a means to an end I don't think the witch turned the mother into a bear thinking that that's how it was going to turn out I just think she was really bad at spells um, but I don't think the witch was evil either I don't think she was evil I think she I mean it's a bit if, she, if, the, if the witch knew the, what the intention of Meredith was and did it in this way which could have worked out badly and meant her mother was a, 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 a a bear forever and once died then turned into one of the will of the wisps and i don't think that's very good <laughs> but she also didn't um, want like she could have not come back in that scene and told her about the second sunrise yeah that's true she she did she did tell her the qualification i suppose but maybe so maybe she's just neutral yeah chaotic neutral but neutral but then she knew what she knew what merida wanted but she would only give it to her in a very roundabout way or maybe had a limited magical range. I I think it's more of a... It's not in her capabilities Mm. (laughs) more than that she's evil. Like, I think she's a... I don't think she's mean, like... The Will of the Wisps, I think the original, the the sort of legend of the Will Will of the Wisps is that they are troublesome and tricksters and, and mislead people. Okay. off a path kind of mischievous fairies. they're mischievous okay, okay. and isn't that like the story of fairies like you don't mess with fairies yeah I think I would have liked a bit more of that kind of tricksy kind of playing tricks in her and stuff I actually looked up the Will of the Wisps and it was it's it, it, the, uh, these, these kind of faces or lights that you see over boglands which can mislead people into oh, dangerous situations okay. they were actually in a, the book that I read at the beginning of the year The Secret Commonwealth okay they didn't call them Will of the Wisps but that's exactly what you're describing mm. There you go. There you go. There you are now. Um, there's two things I want to talk about just before we kind of wrap up. The first thing is about this. This was a, actually a Pixar film. And is I, it? Yes. Because in the Disney app, it comes into Disney animation, not yes. Pixar. Yes. So I was kind of, I was a bit confused too. So wha- oh my god, did we just like ruin our our genre? No, no, no. It's still Disney. All right. Don't worry. So I was a little <laughs> bit confused. So I did a little bit of, re- and I'll be quick about this. But I think this is kind of interesting. So Pixar was a uh, a studio that was set up. Actually, G- Steve Jobs and George Lucas had huge. This film is dedicated to Steve Jobs. Yes, it is. It was the first film that Pixar released after Steve Jobs. Jobs Passed dies. away. Okay. Yeah. So Pixar were releasing films. Toy Story was their first full length film, mm-hmm. and Disney got the distribution rights and the production rights so it was created by Pixar distributed by Disney so Disney would look after putting it around the world and then this was and there was a little bit of dispute for a while that like when Toy Story 2 was made there was like well who gets the rights there was a bit of a kind of a murky business area for a few years and then around the early noughties around 2007-2006 some big executive in Disney was at the Disney park and was looking at a parade and noticed that all the new Disney characters like the sorry all the characters in the parade that were like within 10 years that were like in the last 10 years were all Pixar it was all Buzz and Woody and Monsters Inc and if you think about the Disney films from that era you're talking about Lilo and Stitch Treasure Island Treasure Planet Atlantis like they're not particularly dynamic films when you compare them to the, the Pixar ones so Disney were like look let's just buy this this company are clearly doing well let's just buy them so they bought Pixar in 2007-ish for seven over 7 billion incredible and that mental billion billion 
Yeah. So this is their first. Uh, so so now Disney own Pixar, but they're still it's like a subsidiary. And this was uh, this. So this is actually a Disney f- a Pixar film, but it is the first Pixar film that is a fairy tale. So you can see there's a lot of Disney elements mm-hmm. in this. It's also the first female protagonist in a Pixar film. Um, up to that point, it had all been male characters. Oh, and um, but like it's a, it's um, funny that it comes into Disney Animation on the Disney app. Yeah, I, I don't really understand exactly what I think because she is a Disney princess. So like I think Disney do like to kind of claim this as a film. Yeah, but it isn't like Frozen, which is nothing to do with Pixar. Okay. Yeah, I think that the animation style, like if you look back on Pixar, I thought the animation style in this was more. Similar mm, to Disney or something. Disney, yeah. yeah, definitely. So you can definitely see their influence on it. Yeah. 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 Mm. And the other thing I wanted to say is that how this film is, is had a bit of a controversial production. It was directed by and written by a woman called Brenda Chapman. Now, is that you, the controversy? When, no, no, <laughs> about when, well, well, she didn't finish it. She started it. Oh. But she didn't finish it. If you look at Disney films, they're getting more, they started getting diverse in terms of having characters on screen that were, like, not white, but the actors still were. And then years later, suddenly people got a bit more like, okay, well, if we're having a, a, an indigenous character, they should be played by an indigenous actor and so on. But the one thing that wasn't changing was they were all directed by white men. And the thing is, if you want to progress in Disney, you have to be in the company years. Okay, so Brenda Chapman was one of the first female uh, animators involved in Disney. And so she was involved in Disney way back with The Little Mermaid. She would have been involved in early production and animation and stuff. And she left Disney and she's the first female ever to direct a motion picture animated film, uh, which was The Prince of Egypt. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. No. It's about Moses. Uh, and she didn't just direct that on her own she did it with two other men so it was three directors But and then she came she was welcomed back then into Disney and she directed Brave and she wrote Brave but she was fired or she was let go about halfway through the production and replaced by a white man called Mark Andrews and uh, she has never really spoken out too much about it but she said it was because of creative differences and she's but she says the film that has ended up on screen is basically her film so she never was quite sure why they let her go and she wrote this actually about the relations between her and her daughter and i suppose they own her intellectual property that she developed while with disney is yeah that, yeah yeah that is so it irritating is, it is annoying isn't it yeah um and she says she's really proud of the film um, she wrote it. She wrote it, and and she directed it until I guess I don't know exactly what point, but they kicked her out. But when so I guess she didn't see the film until she didn't see it in the later stage of production, and when it was released, she I guess she expected a totally different film. But what was on screen was exactly what she had. What so she they had. literally just took her vision. Yeah, and yeah, a white but, man but sat was, in a director chair. <laughs> but she still is credited as, as a director, just not on her own. Oh, okay, she is credited. She's credited, but it's like. Directed by Mark Andrews and Brenda Chapman. Well, really, this is Brenda Chapman's film. Yes. Which is really silly, isn't it? It is a bit chilly. And she also is... So, Merida was officially inducted into the Disney Princess line. However, when that happened, they made a Merida doll. And they made Merida slimmer. Her boobies a bit bigger. Her hair was straighter. And she was more kind of Barbie dollish. And there was a big petition at the time that was fronted by Brenda Chapman to be like... Uh, what are you doing? Hang on. Can I? I'd love to sit in a room with someone in Disney who makes these decisions and ask them, what 
benefit does mares get by having bigger boobies? Give me the benefit. She wouldn't be able to shoot her arrows as well. <laughs> like, but honestly, what benefit? Like, why did they think that if she had bigger boobies, more little girls would want her as a gift or more little boys? Yeah. Like, why? Well, I can tell you why the more little boys would want her as a gift. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, there's also a lot of talk that um, she might be gay. It's a lot of uh, speculation. There was speculation over not Meredith. I thought it was over Elsa. I I think yeah I went into Frozen 2 thinking Elsa was going to have a girlfriend and was highly disappointed when she didn't there was a a lot of talk that Elsa was gay yeah but Merida as well Merida was um, embraced as a LGBT the thing is unless they say it a part of me is like wait because she she doesn't have a boyfriend does that definitely mean she's gay I think it does that sort of detract from the the story of this sort of strong woman that's trying to change the future for herself yeah I didn't get gay vibes off Merida (laughs) like I just thought she just didn't want to get married um, at that moment and she certainly didn't want to get married to one of those men I think that's a story in itself I think I don't know I don't really need think it's necessary to I suppose coming from if, uh, from queer women who don't have any uh, representation or representation when they see a character like Merida that they might identify with oh I was a bit like that when I was a kid maybe but I think I think straight women should be able to identify with Merida as well I mean you know and, and say well you don't have to be subjugated to a man or whatever absolutely you know so I don't think having Merida as a uh, gay is necessary in this that's a separate story which they should tell but I would like a gay princess mm-hmm. and a non-binary princess and um, trans princess a trans we're princess we're not going to get them for donkeys lads just yeah. oh yeah no, no. <laughs> but I would think that they will go into the lesbian main character though although you're saying that there is a gay main character coming up well it is yeah but it's not a main character it's a comedy character and also it's it's not like it's not one of the Disney cartoon. Big. Okay. It's like a it's like a Jumanji type film. Film. You know, okay. like a kind of a Disney live action film. Like I think we will get a Disney lesbian princess in our lifetime. Yeah. Oh, I think. I, I think, think so. the whole in our lifetime. Well, there, I remember when I was in Germany in two thousand six, living there, and college people. <laughs> uh, who I was there with saying oh well you know we, we won't have gay marriage in Ireland in our lifetime well we, we, the, the thing to remember though is Disney is a business that loves making money and they will not do anything unless there is a good chance chance that they get money and if I'm, they have a Disney film with a gay character it's not going to get distributed in Russia it's not going to get distributed in China that doesn't mean it's not going to make money and particularly, uh, they don't have to invest the same amount of money in it as they, as they might have. And like all publicity is good publicity, and like you know, they'll create like this story around it, and like in the it will be more celebrated and more like it will be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People will. What's the word? Um, it's no, dream I'm not in that <laughs> mind of yours. People will um, appreciate no compensate for the countries that it's yeah, not okay, okay. been watching like oh, more merch will be bought you know I never buy Disney merch very rarely but I would probably go out and yeah, purposely and the, buy merch the, you know the the only thing they might think of and might be cautious of is well 
if we do this, is then Russia going to pull all our films out, you know, or, or something, or China? Well, they've made the money on the rest already, well, so. But, or, or stop other ones that we're going to produce in the future. Like, I just, I feel like, I, I, I think I said this in the last episode, I feel like Moana is a really progressive film. But I feel like, is Disney making progressive films because Disney is progressive? Or is Disney making progressive films making because they know that that's the type of film that a lot of audience want to see? Yeah, yeah. yeah but like that's obviously they're moving towards that way because that's their main audience mm. type. So natural progression would be... Yeah. Like, I don't think the rumors about Elsa having a girlfriend came out of nowhere. I think there was a version the or there was possibly a character drawn developed and they were testing the waters and seeing their reaction you know yeah i mean i, I would love to be wrong but i just oh, like even in it, like and if you look at like films there was a gay kiss in the star wars film when the, the most recent star wars film there's a lesbian kiss and there was a few other scenes and the star trek film had george tahaki's character had a, uh, a husband in it that's, they're not Disney. Uh, no, I know. Well, they talking. own Star Wars now, I, don't they? Yeah, they do own Star Wars. I'm, not Star, I'm just talking about big films oh, yeah. that had like little side characters that had gay. But when those films were distributed in certain countries, they just edited out those scenes. Just they just clipped out that and just clipped out that. So, but that's an unfortunate reality, though. Of, of I know. But my point being that these big films, these big film studios. They're gonna do what makes them money. Not but yeah, but like but I don't think a Disney, do I don't think a Disney princess character who happens to be gay is going to be, you know, bankrupt Disney. Like they don't like the straightness of other Disney princesses isn't in every scene. You know, it'd be very yeah. easy to do a film and they just cut out a scene where they it's obvious that it's a, it's her partner yeah, is a female yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that kind of way like it's not the whole film isn't going to be about her her sexuality like it's still a child's film so yeah, it's just that like at in certain scenes instead of it being a male partner it'd be a female partner which is usually at the end with the wedding but I think I don't think I don't see any reason why you know these companies are very innovative I don't see Fola any reason agrees. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see any reason why they couldn't say okay what countries are we going to if there is if one of the themes is um, a gay protagonist uh, what countries are we going to be able to you know market this in what's the budget how do we do it in an economical way? How do we make money off it, but also tell the story? And I'm, they're, they're, I'm sure they could come up with a way of doing yeah. that. Like, I hope so. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. I do hope I'm wrong. Is there anything that we haven't talked about? We normally talk about different things like cinematography and directors. Yeah, I think this film just looks gorgeous. It's I want, gorgeous to, I want film, to be yeah. in this world. And I think it's a good mix between Pixar and that Disney style mm, that probably brings actually, that to yeah. it. Yeah. Her brothers are more Pixar. Nice. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, another thing I would have liked, I would, I kind of missed her not bursting into song. I would have loved. There was some lovely music in this. I would have. She loved, did have a song. She didn't sing it. It was in the background. She sang that song to her horse. No, she's not singing. It's in the background while she's riding the horse. She's not actually singing it. When she's in the stable about the mother listening. No. No, she doesn't. She just says, she just speaks. She just says, um, I just wish you would listen. There's two songs in it and she it's just in the background. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I noticed? I would have loved her on the horse to have been like, I oh, want to ride listen my... To yeah. me. <laughs> and then I would have liked the witch to have had an Ursula. I would have... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got your face. No, but like, You're I would have really wanted to sing a little witchy yeah. song. I would have liked that. Um, one thing They've noticed, all been done before though. Uh, yeah. Well... <laughs> 
get, well, get like some a, originality there, get some, Paul. Like some like Scottish folk music, uh, like because the music in Coco actually well, that's not really they do sing in that. They do. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed in because we watched Tangled as well that the, the horse in the, in both films has a bit of you know anthropomorphism or whatever, but in Tangled it's a much, bit in Tangled. Like well, in Tangled it's much more. <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering why they did that like why why because they are both kind of fairy tales yeah they're both fairy tales yeah why the horse in one was very anthropomorphized and the other was not so much this is slightly more airing on the realism than Tangled I think yeah I would agree (laughs) I think you guys have made me a bit more enthusiastic for this film than I was at the start yay job done high five Drina high five I can't there's a pandemic (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hold on hold on <laughs> so do we need to decide where this so we need to film this is on going our on our list? Oh, I think this is where arguments could happen. I've uh, probably it. not seen half the films on the list. As I'm well. going to put this above Fantasia anyway, a good bit above. Put it behind Scream actually, and in front of Lame is. It's way better than Scream. Oh, that's only like one above Fantasia. I'm going where to. Pu- I'm going to put it up a bit more. I'm going to put it up around. I would say Ocean's Eleven. So above oceans, I'd say above oceans. So number ten on our list. Uh, what's the top ten? Top ten is Harold and Maude, Little Mermaid, Oliver, Fiddler on the Roof, Some Like It Hot, Widows, A Fish Called Wanda, Muriel's Wedding, Halloween, and then I'm su- suggesting. I haven't seen Some Like It Hot, but I'm going to fight that Brave is better than a film called Some Like It Hot. Well, unfortunately, this is our list, so, so like, you don't get. And so also, would. it's better than Oliver. Um, you would love some like a hot drink. You would absolutely yeah, love it. It's, okay. it's, it's better than Oliver. No. No. It is. No. Oh, I'm convinced. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me number 10 again. Number Ocean's 10 11, is Ocean's yeah. 11. Oh, please. Yeah, we're, we're, we're saying we're putting it ahead of that. And number 9? Halloween. Halloween. Oh, please. Oh, I can't. It's a horror movie, so I'm biased. Halloween is definitely more iconic than this. I think Oceans might even be more iconic, but I'd be happy to put it above Oceans. Okay, I kind so. of enjoy this more than Oceans. I did actually enjoy this movie quite a bit. Okay. I mean, I, in terms of the scenery and the animation, and uh, Merida is a, I lo- Merida is this film saving grace. I love her. Mm. She's great. She's a great think. character. And I also, I don't think, I, I think Kelly MacDonald is brilliant as her voice actors. Actually, all the acting in this is great. It's fantastic. Voice yeah. acting in this is great. Okay, yeah. I'm go higher, to, go higher. No, I don't think it's above Halloween. No, but I, I think ten. I probably would put it a little lower, but I think ten is a good place for it. Why where would you? Oh, you would have put. I would have because I, I love Scream. So that would have put it down to unlucky thirteen. Yeah, but no, I'm happy to put it at ten. <laughs> is not impressed. I'm happy to put it at ten. I'm fighting your corner. Thanks. So I just don't. I don't feel this film is like is, a, is like overly iconic in the Disney pantheon. Yeah, I don't think Scream is iconic for good reasons. I think Scream is definitely iconic. Not for good reasons. Scream's iconic because it's a really badly made horror movie. I actually, it's, like a really good it's a really good horror, horror slasher movie. <laughs> I think Fantasia is probably more iconic it than this, but iconic. but in terms of overall enjoyment factor, I think Brave. I was never bored in this, and I yeah. Yeah, let's face it, we all got a bit bored. Yeah, but also it's all very new, so like give it time to be iconic. No, because I think Frozen's iconic, and that's newer. Yeah, but I Even think Brave I, is. I actually prefer this to Frozen, but Frozen is definitely iconic. Yeah, but I think Brave is up there with Frozen. No, I don't think so. Not in terms of its popularity. I no, I don't think it has. I don't think it's influenced popular culture. And, the way. And like Frozen is a more. 
there's more places to go with Frozen. You can do Frozen 2 and 3 and that kind of stuff where you can't with Brave, really. I think the story ended with... You could do a totally new film with the characters, but yeah. the, 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 the plot, yeah, the story itself the is... is of, yeah. Of, yeah. Well, that's fine. I, I, don't, yeah. but I, I just think... Uh, I don't actually think Frozen is, is that great, but it is iconic. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> it's okay. I actually didn't think it was great. I, thought the, I didn't actually think much of the animation, and then later on I heard that it was actually rushed out. Um, I do enjoy the yeah, I, I do prefer Frozen 1 to Frozen 2 yeah, Frozen though the animation in this is streets ahead of Frozen yeah. streets ahead yeah well, Frozen you just had to have white but I have to say I much prefer Moana to this yeah. Moana is my favourite kind of new Coco Disney I think the Coco music in Moana is incredible like I listen to it on my Spotify list like it's just on my music yeah, list and and I, I love think, it I think I although I love Merida I think I prefer Moana as a character. No, no, I can't do that. Mm. I'm very much stuck between the both of them. I like both of them. No, I think I like Mary a little bit more. She's a little bit more sassy. Sassy. Um, I actually don't know. I can't pick between them. I actually like, like them both. Moana, like going off to save her kingdom. I don't think Meredith is anything. I like Meredith's spunk. Yeah. Wasn't there a weird kind of thing? This was 2012, uh, Brave. Wasn't there? There was kind of a a very short period where, like, women using, or like, girls using bow and arrows was very in vogue. So you got Meredith. Excuse me, what? Yes, in the 1600s? Like, no. No, in 2012, lots of media had girl, like, female characters using bow and arrows. So, well, I think the, the new Tomb Raider remake came out in 2000 and... Well, she always had a bow and arrow. 11. Crossbow or something. No, she didn't. Her trademark weapons was uh, guns and her ties to the, the two pistols. <laughs> guns and tits. <laughs> no, well, that was her weapons, was the two ties. And then they redid the franchise and her weapon became a bow and arrow. And then uh, The Last of Us was 2013 with Ellie and her bow and arrow. Well, that's, I mean, but that's in a that's in a post-apocalyptic world where it's easier to make a bow and arrow than a gun. My point, my, it doesn't matter. My point is that, like, around this time, it was just, like, it became a thing where there was a lot of female characters using So you could say that Brave was iconic. Oh. <laughs> or following a trend. Oh. <laughs> I don't well, know. Do the clicks. <laughs> uh, no, I just, it was just something that was in a lot of media at that time. Uh, mm. Young female characters using bow. Was that before or after Brave, though? I think Brave was 2012. I think Tomb Raider was 2011. Mm. But to be fair, Brave was probably in production as long as I'd say it was a coincidence. Well, I think uh, it's just Last a of Us was probably around 2012. Wasn't it? To be fair, The Last of Us only had a few chapters with Ellie, the first one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's only this. That's frivolous. Um, Connor, what's your next film? Okay, so my next film is from the 90s. Okay. And it is. Go to the toilet, Arena. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you, you do not want to talk about toilet mannerisms on this podcast, Connor, with your background. Connor Curry was the one that brought fork. the cork fork into the bathroom, that's why. Yeah. And he was in my house for my new house for ten minutes before he disappeared for thirty minutes. <laughs> so my new film is Mulan. Ooh, the oh. new Mulan or the old Mulan? The animated. The animated 98. Mulan. Oh, I think that would be a great one. I, was I haven't seen it. I was thinking of picking that, actually. Um, so I actually, I'm almost hoping you win. My one, I kind of felt we'd done a lot of epic Disney films. Fantasia, uh, Little Mermaid and Brave are huge ones. So I decided to pick a little, a smaller Disney film, a really famous one, but on like a smaller scale. So I'm picking Lady and the Tramp. 
Oh, I'd be oh, happy I with like either of those. Film. Yeah, I think both of them. I, I haven't seen Mulan. I haven't oh. seen Mulan. I don't remember Mulan being a thing. I think we were just at that age where we were at that. We weren't old enough to be like, yeah, Disney's awesome. We were at that self-conscious age where, like, we were like <laughs> too old for Disney. So okay. it was nice. I feel it was after like Aladdin and The Lion King, and then. There was a period of time where I didn't watch a yeah, lot of Disney. because yeah, you would have been about 14. Uh, 40, I thought you were going to say. You're 1998. <laughs> what age were you in 1998? 98, I would have been 14. Yeah. So like a 14-year-old boy is probably going to be a bit embarrassed going to see Milan. So what age were we? I was 12 and you would have been 11. 11. I went to see that with a friend of ours when I was that age. And uh, we bumped into some lads that we went to school with uh, in the square. And we were like, oh, we're just going to see uh, the Truman Show. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah, we, didn't. <laughs> we didn't admit. <laughs> um, What's oh, so, okay? So Mulan versus Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, that's okay. good. Okay, so Tarina, do you want to flip the coin for us? Um, no, coin, go on. You don't want to touch that. Okay, you flip. <laughs> then. I'm also okay, not I'll, a very good flipper. <laughs> I will go with tails. Okay, and I'll go with heads. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> Which one are you up for, Tarina? <laughs> Oh, I've been on your side this whole thing, Dream. Yeah, okay. I'm. Both are very good. I would yeah. equally like to watch both of those and films. Very, oh, what a cop out! Very, no, but they're very different as well. Yeah, very different. Oh, I have missed Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, I would t- um, tip every so slightly to Mulan just because I haven't watched it. Yeah. Seen also, it if we watch Mulan, so we've gotten into this thing as we said, where we watch a lot of movies from the decades that our next movie's yeah. in. The nineties is great. Yeah, we'd have a great... And, we'd, and we could watch the new... The live-action Mulan as well to compare. Because that's literally just out. You'd um, have to pay a lot of money. I know, but well, whatever. I think is it on Disney? It is on Disney. You pay 30 euro. But I think... 30 euro. Yeah. But I think they're releasing it... Um, Do you get Christmas popcorn with that? <laughs> I suppose if you think about it like this, I do think it's a rip-off. You could, you could have all the family The over. argument is you could have like the whole family over. But watching a film at home is not the same. No, you can't. Same, you only need you one household to maximum six I forgot we were in the middle of a pandemic. Well, so so actually, if, you, if you paid 30 euro and you had eight people over two families, I mean, it's still You could cheaper. give your password out to multiple well, people so they could the, watch it. But watching a film on a big screen, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different experience than just watching it at home. I definitely think so so it's not worth it sorry but we'll, so if you want to give us money we'll do that okay well, both films a little bit racist to Asians <laughs> are they wise lady and trap races we are Siamese <laughs> if you please <laughs> dun, 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 dun. oh I forgot about that <laughs> I was just going to talk about it I wasn't going to sing it <laughs> oh, so wow. is Mulan a princess a Disney princess uh, <laughs> I, she is she's in the official lineup for Disney okay. Princess but as in so far as the story she's not but she kind of has a romance with a prince and that you never know if, it, if she marries him or not okay, okay heads as uh, Lady in the Tramp tails as Mulan oh I'm really excited about this heads Lady in the Tramp Lady in the Tramp Woo! yay Great. Okay. We, we should watch Mulan anyway as well yeah I mean I've never seen yeah. it yeah. Uh, stop singing that song it's very offensive <laughs> Anyway, um, great. Well, listen. Is that everything? Drina. Yeah. You have been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. It's been, been all right. It's been fun. It's uh, been did fun. Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed myself. The time goes really quickly. Yeah, can't yeah, believe yeah. how two, long. Nearly two, over two hours. I'd say it'll be about one forty-five by the time I edit it. Fola um, was excellent. Fed just well before done, the podcast and then slept through the podcast. Yes. Absolute angel. And she's wearing her... Um, 
Minnie Mouse trousers Aww. for today, representing Disney. So yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, Connor, you have all our our deets there. Yes. So don't forget us to don't forget us don't forget to no. don't forget to visit our website www.silverhyphenscreamers.com. You can email us silverscreamers at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook Silver Screamers Podcast, Instagram Silver Silver Screamers Podcast, Twitter at Silver Screamers, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone. We need points podcast points oh yeah send us reviews and leave comments and stuff because that yeah oh and Trina you were wearing a really cool t-shirt do you want to say that or something I just thought you were pointing to your boobs there. <laughs> <laughs> my milk makers <laughs> yes I'm wearing a very cool t-shirt from um, the Massey Movement which is the end direct provision so keep an eye out for that campaign on the Massey Movement Instagram and Facebook pages so that, it's just Ma- M-A-S-I M-A-S-I yes dot, dot com is it or dot I-E well, it's on Instagram. So I guess. Oh, on Instagram, okay. It's on Instagram. Yeah, I actually, so you're wearing a lovely uh, t-shirt saying, what's it say? End direct provision. Yeah, and I have uh, one actually that I got, uh, who, which is a pride version. Oh, yes, I did yeah. see them. should have worn it. Yes, you should have worn <laughs> um, it. Next time I see you, we'll take a picture of us both and put it on our Instagram. Yes. But until then, this has been Paul. And Connor. And Dorina. And Fola. And Fola. And talk to you later, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Please, <laughs> if you please. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.